Hi out there. I'm Pat Polly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Artbeat Northwest. Each week, we interview someone from the arts, and this week, Sharon Carr is here. Now, Sharon is an intuitive artist uh, who does a lot of abstract paintings. She is very popular and very productive, and uh, she paints uh, landscape, figurative works, and uh, she paints in almost every medium. Welcome to the show, Sharon. Thank you, Pat. It's wonderful to be here in your eagle's nest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a great view, but lots of smog out there, right, from those, <laughs> right. From those uh, forest fires, I think. Hope that goes away soon. Anyway, uh, before we get started, I want to talk about a couple of things in town that everyone should see. Well, first of all is uh, a musical that actually was started here in Seattle, went to Broadway, got seven Tony nominations, and if you missed it when you were uh, when it was here before, you need to get tickets for this. It's called "Come from Away," and it's the remarkable true story of air traffic that was diverted on 9/11/2001 to Gander, Newfoundland. Now, what happened is there were actually 38 planes, 6,000 people that had to land there. Uh, during 9-11, and, of course, it's such a small town, only 9,000 residents in the town. But the town took such good care of all of these uh, people who came in, Uh, and it's just a heartwarming story after 9-11, and it was beloved on Broadway, and you need to see it. And tickets are available now. Now, this is not on until October 9th, but it's time to get your tickets now. October 9th to November 4th, and uh, that is at the 5th Avenue. And you can see it, uh, 5thavenue.org. Hope you get tickets. I'm going to be there. I hope you are too. And then also, don't miss Porgy and Bess at Seattle Opera. Now, this is considered by many to be the only American opera of the same quality as European operas. And uh, it has a great cast, according to my sources, wonderful big voices. Don't miss it. It's only on until August 25th, but you can still get tickets. It's at McCaw Hall. Uh, Go to seattleopera.org. We'll be back shortly talking with Sharon Carr, wonderful, intuitive, abstract painter. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. From August 31st through September 30th, BAM hosts a pop-up exhibition of emerging Northwest artists as part of the City of Bellevue's annual art festival, Bellweather. Bellevue Arts Museum will be free and feature a series of events and performances for the two-week run of the festival. Through September 30th, catch the first museum exhibition from Female, AMPM 2.0. Female is a Seattle and Los Angeles-based fashion collaboration conducted through the U.S. Postal Service. Exchanges by collaborators Janelle Abbott and Camilla Carper. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. And that's music from Come From Away, Mm. but 
Welcome back to RB Northwest. Sharon Carr is here talking about her life in painting. Of course, she's had another life, too, and maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, uh-huh, <laughs> How did you get started with painting, Sharon? Um, what, before I turned 50, I was working two jobs, and I would go away with one of my girlfriends for a w- week at a time. And so we'd just go sit someplace by the water and, or someplace very peaceful. And we'd always take something with us to fool around with while we were there. We took Fimo and did jewelry. And one year I bought some watercolor. And I can still remember when I squeezed some indanthrone blue out of the tube, something happened. And I just fell in love with painting. That must be a great blue. (laughs) Oh, well, it did something to me. And so I just, I started painting. I got books from the library and just, and it was just all fun. And it was a relief from my work. And that's, that's how I got started. And um, after a while, my daughter encouraged me to take some of my artwork up to the Fremont Market. And I thought, oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. I'm scared to have anybody <laughs> see what I'm doing. And uh, maybe they'll go by and say, what does she think she's <laughs> doing anyway? And, um, But I thought, I won't know anybody up there, so I'll do <laughs> that's it. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, that's a good thing. I didn't want to be seen. But people were very polite. They were very affirmative. And I, little by little, I started to sell. So, um, and, and I got uh, way less shy about putting my art out there. And this was, at first, your watercolor, right? It was watercolor, that's right. Now, why did you change from watercolor to what you're doing now? And what was the change? Well, I was um, actually very successful with my watercolor. Um, uh, I sold it, like, at the um, Pacific Northwest Flower and Garden Show and San Francisco Flower and Garden Show, and people really liked it. But I kept having this urge to have chunky paint. And um, some, what, another artist said, well, if you change mediums, it'll take you 10 years <laughs> to get it right. <laughs> but I just sort of decided, well, that's what I'm longing to do. I better follow my heart. I was a therapist after all, and I was trying to tell people always, follow your heart, listen ah. to your heart, do what you, you know, feel like you're being called to do. So you're just taking your own advice. I I guess I finally did, (laughs) Uh, at least about that. So did it take you 10 years? I don't think it took me 10 years. (laughs) Well, you were probably selling the next year, right, with a different... It didn't take very long. There were people who liked my work before who were upset that I changed, and they really liked my watercolors. But for for me, it was time to move on. And I sort of um, feel as an artist, if I... Don't pay attention to my urges and what I'm longing to do. It kills my creativity. So I got into chunky paint, and I could paint with a palette knife and put big blobs of paint on my paintings. And I really, I really enjoyed that. So. Now, along the way, what painters have inspired you to do this work? Well, I was lucky enough to um, begin painting with William Turner. (gasps) Do you know William? Yes, I've had him on the show. Yes. (laughs) 
So I've probably been painting with him for about eight years. Oh, really? Oh, he's great. Yes, he's just, yeah, he's a wonderful man and a wonderful artist. And what was thrilling for me is I've never had much formal training in art. And he used to teach art at the university. Right. And his studio is, is jammed full of art books and um, that he would share with me when I came up. And so all these artists that I'd never heard of, um, I was introduced to. He likes Henri Matisse. He, and um, But I met the Favs up there, and I met Richard Diebenkorn, and I particularly like the um, Bay Area um, figurative painters and um, the uh, mid-century painters. So Richard Diebenkorn and um, David Park, Elmer Bischoff. Those are your heroes. Yes, yes. Oh, that's great. And right. you and you met them at his studio, or you met his book? Their books I met and paintings. The books. The books. I met the there books and okay. the paintings. Right, right. And I love the way they use paint. They just plaster it on, and they're not um, precise in like their figurative work. It's not totally realistic. It's impressions of people, or sometimes just totally abstract and. And, it, you know, and you're a color person. I love color. So that's the way you would be oriented anyway. Right. But exactly. Tell me, tell me what your process is when you paint. Well, um, in the past year, I've changed to painting with um, oil and cold wax medium. So it's um, Cold wax medium looks sort of like Crisco for those of you who are old enough to know what Crisco is <laughs> or um, mashed potatoes. And I mix it with the oil paint and um, then I apply it with a bowl scraper. So I don't really? use uh, yeah, <laughs> right. But it's a fancy bowl scraper. Oh, okay. It's well, not that, just that any makes old, it okay. okay uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I use uh, a lot of tools but rarely a, rarely a brush, sometimes a brush. But um, a quote that I found from Pablo Picasso is that great painters steal from other artists. Well, <laughs> I'm not a great painter, but I'm pretty good at stealing. And, and the way I, I um, am always looking at what other painters are doing or... Anything that inspires me. I was just on the beach, and some rocks have really beautiful marks in them. Uh But I look a lot at um, other painters, and um, I can often be inspired by just a shape or a color that they use, and so I steal that. Well, you know, there's that book out called Steal Like an Artist that everybody loves. Oh, I've never seen that before. Yeah, Yeah. you got to get that book. Oh, I guess I do. And it's very amusing, but it it recommends that you do that, actually. (laughs) Okay, well, I don't think anybody ever just creates from nothing in a vacuum. But don't you have this muse that comes? I mean, you describe yourself as an intuitive artist. So what does that mean, or... I mean, I know you, now you're saying, well, you get ideas from other artists, and, uh, and that's legal, by the way, okay, <laughs> according yeah, to this right, book. Right, <laughs> anyway. right, as long as you don't copy the whole thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, so 
how do you, how, why do you describe yourself as intuitive? Well, I will um, start a painting with an idea. I don't know where it's going. Mm -hmm. And um, so I start with an idea maybe of a shape or a color that I want. And then um, I, I let the painting sort of speak to me. So that's the intuitive part. Uh -huh. Like um, just waiting for something to kind of um, bubble up from inside that says, try a little orange there, a little <laughs> green there, or change that shape. And, and um, it really is... Um, a non-logical process. It just is, uh, you know, some mysterious thing comes up inside and says, try this or try that. And that thing isn't always right. But, you know, but that's <laughs> what I try to follow, those urges. So that's your in intuitive right. right. coming out. Right. Well, yeah. all artists say that, though. They start with something and then, you know, they get guided or something, or whatever happens, it's I don't know. Just all kind of airy fairy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but that's hard for you. Uh, so, and right. does it help you to now? I know that you paint outside uh, most of the time, right? In a tent, isn't that right? Well, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> yes. In the summertime, as soon as it gets nice enough, I set up a, a tent. Um, the uh, one that I used to use for my booth when I did art fairs. Oh, okay. And um, I set that up outside so I can be outside and listen to the birds and feel the air. And I love being outside. So um, all summer and um, into the fall, as long as I can stand the weather, I paint outside. So if that must be inspirational to you then. Well, you'd think, wouldn't you? I think so. <laughs> I think so because I love being out there. And you're so productive. What keeps you going painting? Do you have regular hours or do you, uh, I mean, how do you keep going at this? I love it. So oh, I love it. I love it. And um, I have quite a bit on my plate right now. I've got, um, uh, I'm the go-to person for my 96-year-old mom and got oh. kids with issues and um, and um, a friend who's having some health issues. So there's a lot that pulls me away from it, but it's always where I want to go, and it's always what I miss when I'm not doing it, and I just love it. So, Oh, you just paint whenever you can then, I, right? Well, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. Right. So you consider that your recreation, or do you? In some ways, yes. I mean, it's... Um, it's a job, but I, when I quit, I was a counselor. I was a psychotherapist, and uh, when I so how does psychotherapy lead you into art? <laughs> you know, it's sort of amazing how many therapists there are who end up doing art. Oh, really? Right. I, yeah, I don't know. It's a why. mental thing, I guess. Well, maybe it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it is. So, well, it sounds like you're really enjoying what you do. Um, I do, and I feel really lucky at this time in my life, because I'm in my mid-70s, to have something that I love to do so much. And, um, you know, when I can paint, I'm never bored. And, you know, I hope when I pass, I'll just go face down into a palette full into of the paint. Yeah. The <laughs> right, right. What a way to go. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. Right. 
Oh, do you believe that an artistic muse is there at some times, but not at others? Or do you feel like it's always there or you have to draw it out? Or or do you think it's a myth? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think there's something that's hard to understand that comes and urges me on. But believe me, it's not always there, and and um, it's not always there. That's it's not always there, and uh, sometimes I just feel like um, the magic is gone. You know, I can't do it. No matter what I do, it it just isn't right. And um, what I try to do when that happens is just keep painting and hope. You know, keep trying to call it oh, back. But I do believe you there's You don't go something. take a nap? <laughs> oh, well, yes, I, you know. <laughs> there you go. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But keep painting. Don't give right. up. And then exactly. the muse comes back, right? Even or does it? Eventually, oh, it, do- okay. it does. But okay. it's hard to believe in the darkness when you're going through those dark times. So you do have that once in a while. Oh, yes. Yeah. But it comes back. Well, that's good to hear. But listen, it is already time for a break. (laughs) We're here talking with Sharon Carr, uh, intuitive, uh, abstract painter here on Artbeat Northwest. We'll be right back with more. Is art making too messy for your house? Then head on over to the Kirkland Art Center and take a class with a professional art teacher. At Kirkland Art Center, you or your child can experiment or refine artistic skills that can last a lifetime. In our art studios and classes, you can paint, cut, build, draw, print, glue, and splatter to your heart's content. We're located in the heart of Kirkland on Market Street in the historic Peter Kirk Building. Learn more about the classes we offer and register online at kirklandartcenter.org. Alternative Talk 1150, the talk of the sound. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Sharon Carr is here talking about her life in painting. Part of her life is in painting. (laughs) The other part is in psychology, but she likes this part best. Right now, I sure do. It's more fun. (laughs) So let's get back to painting then. Uh, How do you know when a painting's finished? I mean, you've finished so many. You go online and you see Sharon's art. And, you know, it's so amazing. She has so many pieces on there, and almost all of them are sold, though. So she's very popular. Now, just a minute. There's still quite a few that are for sale. They're still fine. Right. Well, I was impressed by <laughs> okay. the number that say sold, but and she'll yeah. make more. <laughs> That's right. There you go. But how do you know when a painting's finished? That's a really good question, <laughs> especially with an abstract painting. I don't think they're ever finished. Oh, I don't really. Uh, well, I don't know. You just keep uh, looking at them. Just I just keep looking at at them. And um, there's always something you could do to adjust something. And if you adjust something, it changes the whole painting. So you oh. can just keep going on and on like that. Um, hmm, so I like to feel satisfied with the shapes and the colors. And when I do, then I, I call it finished. Uh, well, do you have certain paintings that don't ever seem finished and then you have to rework them later or have you been looking over my shoulder (laughs) (laughs) um yes i've got some that i've worked over and over and with the oil painting it's real easy to 
totally go over the whole thing and change it again. And, oh, yes, I've done that many times. Yeah. So, well, as long as you come up with a good result, and I imagine that you may have a couple of them that are still remained unfinished in one state or, or another yes, at your house. Or, yes, <laughs> yes. So, uh, now... The personal imperative is to be attentive to beauty. What do you mean by that? Are you talking about beauty in nature or what are you talking about? Beauty in people that I get to meet. Um, I uh, also worked as a pastoral minister in the Catholic Church for a long time. Oh, really? I have a cousin that does that. Do you? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And um, so I had a pretty religious spiritual um, period in my life and um, there came a point when I really couldn't do the organized church anymore but um, still feel a really important part of myself is spiritual but so I just think being uh, attentive to beauty in the world and nature and Wherever it is, if it's in a baby or a puppy or wherever, is sort of what I consider keeps me spiritually alive. Yeah. And you still feel you need that even though the kind of the uh, hierarchy of the church and everything isn't as appealing as it was. Um, yes, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's a spiritual part of myself that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably uh, part of your art expression, too, you know? I think it is. I think it is. Now, I have to ask you, which of your art is selling the best right now? I, I would guess, and I was, but I'm not going to guess. Go ahead. Well, I think, the, well, my favorite, I love your abstracts. They are so professional-looking and appealing, and then I also like your impressive, impressionistic landscapes. That's my second. So, but I would say abstracts. Um, that's really all I'm painting right now oh, are really? abstracts. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So um, I've sold most of my other paintings that I, I still have a few of them that aren't abstract. But, oh, really? Um, right. But the gallery over on Mercer Island has been doing a great job selling my abstract paintings. Oh, Ginny loves Clark and Clark art and artifacts. Got to go over there, you people in the Seattle area. And then, of course, you're represented by several galleries there on Gig Harbor, right? In that area, yeah. Yeah. Gig Harbor and Bainbridge. Now, how do you get all your diverse ideas for painting besides stealing from ideas from other artists? Do you look to nature or do you just look inside your brain or is it your... Well, I, I was taking my dog for a walk and there was an upside down garbage can with a hole in the bottom and it had beautiful rust on it. I took a picture of it and... Um, that ended up being the inspiration for a painting. So I So you must take pictures of a lot of things. I do. I'm a terrible of... photographer, but I do take pictures of a lot of things. And to just kind of get an idea for an abstract 
color palette or exactly because you're not duplicating the pictures because obviously abstracts are not duplicates of what you're taking pictures of. No, but it's that intuitive thing again. Like, you know, I took a lot of pictures of big boulders that had interesting lines in them and um, used those for an inspiration. But uh, once I get a little bit down on my board, on my canvas, then then, um, I start to be inspired or have intuitions about where I should go with it. So it never turns out like the rock or the bottom of the garbage can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I know because <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a very good name for a painting. <laughs> anyway, you've got to see Sharon's painting. But listen, Sharon, we are already running out of time. Thank you so much for sharing all the information about your painting. And now... How can listeners go online to find out more and see some of these wonderful paintings? And I know you have a website, but then there are several galleries that have your paintings online, too. So you might mention them. Okay. Well, I my website is just um, www.sharoncarstudio. And um, the galleries that I'm in are listed on that on my website. Oh, okay. But um, I'm over at Art and Artifacts on... Um, Mercer Island, and I'm at the Art Project on Bainbridge Island, and um, Gallery Row in Gig Harbor. Okay, so go there and uh, get some art for your walls. Yes, it'll you'll like it. Yeah, <laughs> and be sure to listen in every Tuesday now at 5 p.m. drive time for Art Beat Northwest for news and views on the local art scene. I'm your host, Pat Polly, signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative week.